This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. When you have leverage, you have power. Leverage is the most important advantage to have in terms of building, expanding, or scaling. It's the golden bullet, right? And it can be created in lots of different forms, which I'm going to get to here in a second. But if you want to incorporate more leverage into your life or your business, you're looking to manipulate a value balance equation. Without leverage, you have to play a linear game. With it, you're playing an exponential game. And what we're doing when we add leverage is we're adding more refinement to one piece of the machine so that other pieces can function optimally or even in excess, right? And when you add not just one point, but layers of leverage into something, you open up abilities to play and to pick and to choose how you want to move. You gain more control. So one of those aspects of control is that you can be more selective across all activities related to the thing in question. And selectivity vastly increases the more leverage that you add. Down the line, you'll also have more optionality in terms of how you allocate resources and make decisions. But the most meaningful benefit of leverage, the one that we all care about the most, is that if added right, whether in life or business, you can do less while getting more. It's the fitness competitor who amplifies his gains by using growth supplements. It's your dad sitting across the table during Monopoly who has five hotels and 10 houses on the board. It's the real life investor who has more capital to play with because he started acquiring properties 20 years ago and now has multiple cash cows pumping money into his account, right? And so what leverage lets us do is to activate exponential effects, which is why the most successful people in the world have not just a little bit more, but drastically more abundance than the 99%. It's because they've been using leverage that's compounded an impact over a long period of time. And so we simply have to be on the lookout for areas where we can create residual or passive value. And that's really what leverage is all about. Anyone can use 100 bucks to make 300 by buying undervalued auction items and flipping them on eBay. Anyone can use other people's money like credit to create cash flow from an investment. Anyone can request a pay raise by first making themselves indispensable to their company. All of these are common examples of how to use leverage to get ahead. And when you think about it, it's not so much about the actual action of pulling the levers. It's about acquiring the knowledge of which levers to pull and learning how to pull them. And I would argue knowledge is the number one lever available. There's this short story. I think it's called knowing which button to push. And if you haven't heard it, I'll break it down for you quickly here because it really illustrates this point perfectly. So there was an outage at this plant, right? Like a power plant. None of the technicians or managers on site knew what was going on, but their whole plant, all the machinery, all the electrical, everything was down, right? No one knows how to fix it. So they call in a consultant who has expertise. He appraises the situation, walks over to this one machine in this one area, opens up a little metal door and presses a button and voila, everything kicks back on up and working again. When the CEO asks the, the guy that, that fixed it, what he owes him, the guy responds $4,000. The CEO is like, what? Four grand for pushing that little button? And he asks the technician for an itemization. So the guy whips out a notepad and writes, pressing button, $1, knowing which button to push, $3,999, right? So when you have specialized knowledge or skills, you have infinitely more power within those kinds of dynamics. 
In my experience, expanding your perception of things through learning is the biggest advantage that you have because what it enables is better decision-making in ways favorable to your goal. So we can look to insert levers into our realities to essentially do two things. A, to make things run easier, and B, to create more of what we want by doing less of what we don't. And the way you do that is by implementing processes that compound in value over time to enable positive momentum toward your objective, more often than not using some form of automation or application. So let's take a look at how you might understand and use leverage in a typical small business, let's say a consulting business. If you're just starting out, your number one priority is to build equity in your brand. So you're educating the marketplace, you're pitching partners and investors and buyers because you have to, right? There's no awareness established just yet. In this case, the only leverage that you have is either operationally, which is great, but relatively meaningless if you're just starting out, or in your ability to be nimble and agile compared to the other big players. So you take advantage of that. You turn it into a point of distinction and you do stuff that larger companies physically cannot do. You offer to meet with clients daily, to send them daily personalized emails, outlining tips, etc., etc. So without changing anything material about your business, you've gained a little leverage. So you keep building, going after your first few clients to get those testimonials, trying to get that first, you know, that that first big win and, and reach your first your first goal, let's call it 10K a month in profit. Well, if your system is unproven, it's going to be a lot harder to sell it at 10K and get one sale than to cut that in half and make two sales at 5K a pop. The lesson here is subtle, but super important. You have to establish some sort of foundation, some minimum viable product or some proof of concept before you can really harness much leverage. So you're making more concessions and you're being more creative in your customer acquisition strategy upfront, as opposed to once you start to build and scale and gain momentum. So you have to be more creative in objectively viewing your business to inject more leverage in the beginning, as opposed to down the line. Let's say that after doing what's what's been working for long enough, right, things start to catch on, you're making some sales, you're over delivering and helping people in excess of what they paid you. And as a result, your reviews are outstanding, you're growing quicker than you can manage, and you decide that you need to hire someone to help manage XYZ better than you ever could. And since you're generating more demand for your program, you're better positioned to ask for more of an investment from clients, right? You just added leverage in both price and people, which allows you to grow even quicker and more efficiently and hopefully to make more money. So I'm hoping that this is this is kind of making sense as I walk through this concept because it's really important to understand and I think it's foundational for growth or scale of any kind as I alluded to at the beginning. And so really what I'm trying to drive home here is that leverage is simply recognizing how to swing things in your favor by activating points of potential. Leverage also becomes easier to find and create as you spend more time nurturing the thing. So at the outset with any endeavor, you have minimal demand and, and very limited uh, supply. And that's a problem because it's a position of weakness. And I hate being there, right? We wanna get out of that period as quickly as we can. So we have to start seeking leverage that's commensurate with our current level of growth. A first time duplex owner is not pulling the same levers as Grant Cardone is doing to buy a $100 million complex. So you've got to get started finding mini levers when and where you can, and then to start to create balloon effects that will ripple outward as you go. And leverage will build on top of itself too. It escalates results by growing unto itself and therefore amplifying everything else around that point of efficiency. If you don't have leverage, you have to start with what you do have, the three S's as I'll call them. You got to be scrappy, 
you gotta be smart and you gotta be willing to study. So scrappiness, making smart moves and studying your craft is the foundational layer to kind of unlocking higher levels of leverage. Without it, it's kind of like being low on fuel, right? We're dependent on the very little that we do have and therefore on other people. But once you do have it, others begin depending on you. So it becomes easier to amass or accumulate abundance because the name of the game of capitalism and the strategy to gain a leveraged position in your market is to get others indebted to you. I learned that from Robert Kiyosaki. So if we want to increase the power we have to dictate the direction of certain scenarios in our life, we have to introduce and inject the right pivots at the right portals. Then with enough time and just a few smart moves, the machine starts rubbing and the scale begins to tip. All of a sudden, the value equation is now tilting in your favor. This is where you sort of entered the twilight zone and nothing makes sense. This is where the laws of physics kind of switch up for you in a good way and you've activated quantum creation. There's now an inverse relationship to output from input. No longer are you asking others for things, but others are coming and asking you. You stop chasing altogether. Not only are you getting more interest, but you're also making less concessions. No more ass kissing or devaluing. You're doing a little, but making a lot. No more are you in a linear time for money exchange. So your money is making you more money. So the value balance equation is now working in your favor. You can take your foot off the pedal and the thing continues to flourish. So the formula to generate leverage is essentially this, right? And I'm gonna lay it out there. Iterative improvements made with consistent nurturing multiplied by time. Uncovering points to enable outsized returns, activating them with efficiency generating stimuli, and then just continuing to do that indefinitely. Another key that I think is important to understand here is that the best leverage nurtured right can and should be permanent. So this is super, super important. Leverage set up right creates an immovable foundation to set the stage for further building. And so the whole point here is that it's really about seeking out the tools, processes, people, investments, perspectives, whatever the case is that you can use to support exponential ROI. That's it. So just to close out here, I think leverage starts with amassing tons of knowledge and then directing what you know, like a laser beam at points in your process that are ripe for added efficiencies. And I think learning and iterating is a big piece of this too. If you don't know what you don't know, then you're missing out on opportunities to create in a simpler, smarter, better, more high output way. So I'll leave you with that. I hope this resonated and I will catch you in the next episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I shared in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're gonna be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things and hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you and that's it. I will see you in the next episode.